Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. You've got Jill Welke to do the chores here on this Wednesday morning, and it's a hot one out there. I did sleep in the basement, but boy, you can tell when you come upstairs, there's like a line where it gets a lot hotter. Right now, I know Claire, it feel, it's 82, but it feels like 90 already. And we haven't even made it to 5 o'clock in the morning. So it's going to be a hot one today. And uh, we're going to be talking about the crop progress report uh, nationally and here in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's hens, they laid a lot of eggs here in July. The, the report just came out. And today I'm going to the trade policy school in La Crosse. So it's going to be a long day again. Yesterday I went to the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield, and it's so good to see those members doing working hard with their animals out there, and boy, they didn't have to worry about gaining any weight. You could eat all the fair food you wanted because it was hot. It wasn't, uh, when I got there in the morning, it wasn't so bad, but sure did turn on the humidity after a little bit, and those uh, youth stick to it and do such a great job out there in the show ring. And let's, but let's take a look at our weather today. High of 98, hot and humid with a heat advisory. Tonight, 71. Tomorrow, 88 and humid. Tomorrow night, 65. Friday, 85 and humid. And then we get a little bit of relief. Saturday, 76. Sunday, 79, Monday, 82, Tuesday, 82, and sunny. 
That's our first look at weather brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. Financing as low as 4.9 on select 2024 Subaru Outbacks at Chilson.com. And that's our weather on Wax 104.5. We've got some chores to do, but I want to mention something that I found out yesterday at Marshfield at the Central Wisconsin State Fair. I did know that Dennis Bangart has been battling some um, health issues, but um, I'm gonna, just going to read a little bit of a ditty that I have. Uh, Dennis Bangart is an ag loan officer with Ag Country, a local dairy farmer, husband, and father of three. So he's got three littles, and he's been very involved at the Central Wisconsin State Fair and Junior Hosting Association and dairy shows and... Uh, even dabbling in the market animal sale and dairy show. And he is struggling with um, leukemia. He's currently battling in leukemia. And he is having treatments. And they're looking to support his family by... Uh, you, a donor has donated a pen mate to a market hog... And they're going to raffle it off tonight at the market auction sale. So the market sale auction sale for the kids is, starts at 6.30 tonight in Marshfield. And there's going to be a hog marketed off to help with the expenses during this journey that Dennis and his family are taking with battling leukemia. So they are working hard, and that's it's a good cause. Dennis, I remember Dennis going over there for open show in Marshfield, and he was always the guy that had the key to the back gate. And he'd let you out a little, not early, but he would allow you to go out that back gate so we could load out the back side so we didn't uh, pull the traffic all together to get things done. So, um uh, heartfelt prayers and thoughts and good thoughts for Dennis and his family as he goes through this journey. And, you know, he's not done. That's what I always say when you meet up with people that are battling things. They're not done doing things here on Earth. So um, hopefully things will turn out the way they should for him. So we better get back to our chores and... Get things going here on Wax 104.5. We better get doing our chores. It's two minutes after five already. And let's hear some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Republican presidential candidates will face off on the debate stage in Milwaukee this evening. Eight candidates will participate in the first debate of the 2024 presidential primary, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former Vice President Mike Pence, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. The event, hosted by Fox News, however, will be without the party's frontrunner Donald Trump. Trump has decided to skip the debate and has instead recorded an interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Reports suggest that former Trump attorney and New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani will surrender himself Wednesday in the Georgia election interference criminal case. Andrew Whitman has more. ABC News reporting Giuliani will head to Atlanta Wednesday alongside former New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick, who will assist Giuliani through the process. Giuliani's lawyers will reportedly try to work with D.A. Fonny Willis's office on a bond package beforehand. Donald Trump has said he'll surrender Thursday in Atlanta. Andrew Whitman, New York. 
Much of the central U.S. is dealing with an extremely dangerous heat dome. Forecasters say high temperatures on Wednesday could surpass 100 degrees in some areas from the Midwest to the Gulf Coast. Major cities under extreme heat alerts this week include Dallas, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, Louisville, and Nashville. Members of the Teamsters Union have ratified a five-year deal at UPS. Brian Shook reports. That puts an end to the threat of a strike. According to the union, 86% of the members voted for the contract, which will be retroactively in effect starting August 1st. The Teamsters president said it was the best contract in the history of UPS. I'm Brian Shook. And a new survey indicates one in three Americans have a tattoo. The survey done by Pew Research found the most common reason to get a tattoo was to remember someone or something. One in three people say they got their ink to improve their appearance. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at our temperatures around the era. Here in Eau Claire, it's 82, but it feels like 86. Medford, 65. Rice Lake, 76. Wausau, 65 and cloudy. Green Bay, 71 and cloudy. Marshfield, 69 and foggy. La Crosse, 80. Madison, 79 and clear. And Milwaukee, 74 and clear. Today, we're going to amp it up and get up to 98 degrees. Hot and humid. Heat advisory out there. They're suggesting if you can't take to uh, find some place with air conditioning. Public libraries and the such have places for you if you can't get in and if you don't have air conditioning in your house um tonight down to 71 tomorrow night tomorrow 88 and humid and tomorrow night 65 friday 85 and humid so that's a second look at our weather and bob sent some audio from scotland that we're going to listen to before we get to the markets so here we go from scotland traveling with us some folks from the cadat chippewa falls area on our wax farm tour to scotland northern ireland and ireland the westerns are with us jim and jackie and jim how'd you guys decide you wanted to come to this part of the world well my ancestry's from this part of the world and i just thought it'd be kind of neat to come here and see what it looked like what did you what did you know about your ancestry as far as this part of the world did you get to know them or something you saw in somebody's uh, genealogy tracing yeah, my wife did the genealogy thing and we found out we were from Scotland and Norway, so we decided to come and enjoy it, and it's a lot of fun. Now, as we're talking, we're leaving Scotland, going to Northern Ireland, Belfast. What did you think of Scotland from what you saw? It's very, very pretty. A lot of nice landscape. Yeah, just a lot of fun. A few more castles here than there are in Kadat. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie is also with us, and uh, Jackie, do you do a lot of genealogy and uh, trace those sorts of things? I did for a while until I, you know, found what I was looking for, and um, yeah, it was kind of interesting, and that's where we come across um, the names that we were looking for, and um, knew that my side had some Scott blood in it, and then when I found Jim's did too, we thought, well, we'll go check it out. And uh, did you manage to find the names of... uh, folks in your past at all anywhere oh yeah yeah the name is pretty common so we did see it everywhere 
we found that they sided with the wrong side in one of the wars, and that pretty much did them in. But <laughs> so they—that's why they're not royalty over here. Not anymore. <laughs> what have you thought about it so far? The things you've seen—we've seen castles, we've seen uh, some cities of Glasgow, and uh, also, uh, of course, we've been to Inverary, and we've seen a lot. Well, there's definitely, you know, you see how young as a country we come from when you get over here and see all the old buildings and the old architecture. And when they start talking about this king and that king and you find out, man, they're going back a long way here. So Yeah, they got a little more history than we do. We, they do. They do. So. All right, also with us, Jim and uh, Cindy Monroe. And, uh, Jim, I guess uh, your impression. Oh, I'm sorry, John. John Monroe. Okay, we'll get it right. John and Cindy Monroe. And, uh, John, why you guys decided you might want to come along, just to come with Jackie and Jim or what? Well, it was nice to come with somebody we knew, but we've never been to Europe or this part of the area, so it would be nice to get over here once and see what it's all about, just to see this countryside, the old buildings, the castles, you know, buildings that have been built back in the 1700s that are still in operational and look like very nice buildings yet that they could build something like that and it would still stay around. We don't keep around that long. But uh, we've seen a lot of uh, interesting scenery as we were driving to the boat today. We saw a lot of neat things. How does this, I don't know, stack up as far as pictures are in your mind? Did you think what you saw is what you were going to see? Oh, yeah, I guess so. The countryside is rolling, hilling, uh, hilly and... uh, and the green, of course, with sheep and cattle all over it. Some corn. Uh, they got all kinds of different ways of controlling erosion. That seems to be a big thing over here. They're trying to save the soil. Uh, but it's about what I expected, I guess. You like the food? Have you had some good food? Oh, yeah. The food is okay. It's very similar. Not quite the same. You get french fries, hamburgers, fish and chips. Uh, I had Swedish meatballs for dinner. Very good. Oh, that's great. Is, what else do you want to see? We're, we're, as we said, as we're talking, we're getting ready to go into Northern Ireland. And, and Ireland, uh, what about those places? Well, again, just to see the countryside. They say it's green uh, and see what kind of farms they have. Um, see the difference between Northern Ireland and Ireland. See how much of a, that's always been in history where they fought so many years. To see what it looks like, I guess. And we'll see that very soon. Cindy is also with us. Cindy Monroe. Cindy, your thoughts on, uh, well, we've, as we said, we've just seen Scotland. But what are your thoughts on that? I, I really liked it. I thought the people were very friendly. I enjoyed There were so many people everywhere we went. And so there's a lot of people here right now with all the bagpipe. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. The, pipe, the fife and drum yeah. contests from all over the world. That was kind of fun to see those. They were playing all over and you know, right by where we were staying, so we could just walk and go listen to them. Now, as uh, far as uh, your, I guess, decision to come here, did you guys uh, talk it over? Was it much of a decision? Is it part of the world that you always thought you wanted to see? Well, um, yes, it has been. We just thought we'd like. I, we just thought we'd like it here, and so we haven't been to Europe, like John said. So we thought this was a good place to try out and see. How we did and how we liked it. So, so how you doing the how are you doing the card game here with these uh, Jim and Jackie? Well, Jim and I did beat John and Jackie the second game, but they beat us the first game. So now we have a 
we have to have a rubber game to see who's the real winners. All right, that'll happen. John? We, we always wanted to come on a Bob Bozel tour because we hear he's famous over here. Yes. So, International so media, if you listen the, to our bus driver. That is one of the reasons why we come over, come over here. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it at that. That must be a good reason. All right. The Monroes, the Monroes and the Westerns from the Cadott Chippewa Falls area as we continue our farm tour, leaving Scotland, heading for Northern Ireland and Ireland. I'm Bob Bosold. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time for a run at our first set of markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. I do have a comment on Bob's audio. I think he is famous worldwide. And uh, so let's get rolling with our first set of markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Cash livestock, choice fed beef steers are 177 and 190 with mixed at 140 to 176. Choice fed beef heifers are 177 to 189 with mixed at 117 to 176. Choice fed Holstein steers are 155 to 166 with select and silage fed steers 92 to 154. Cows are 80 to 109 at the top of 122. Bulls are 101 to 128. Butcher hogs are 60 to 93 with sows at 40 to 61 and boars at 22 to 26. New crop market lambs are 152 to 191. Feeder lambs are 70 to 217. Ewes are 45 to 90. Small goats are 35 to 175. Medium goats are a dollar to $230. Large goats are 125 to 300. And nanny goats are 45 to 220. Slide on over to our futures markets. Live cattle all trending downward for the next few months. August one seventy seven ninety five down a dollar two, October one seventy eight sixty two down a dollar twenty five, and December one eighty three fifteen down a dollar fifteen, and our feeder cattle markets feeder cattle futures for August two forty five fifty down a dollar twenty seven, September two forty nine down a dollar thirty two, October two fifty one twenty two down a dollar forty two, and November. Two fifty two twenty seven down a dollar and a quarter, and that market's trending downward. And our lean hog carcasses, those markets are trending downward too. October seventy nine fifty seven down a dollar five. December seventy two thirty five down a dollar thirty seven, and February seventy six fifty five down a dollar forty seven. We'll slide on over to our Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for December. 482 up two and a half cents. December oats 460 down five cents. November soybeans 1337 down eight cents. December soybean meal 394 dollars a ton down three quarters. And December wheat 628 up a penny. And our cheese markets barrels 181 and a quarter up three quarters. 40 pound blocks. 194 and three quarters down six cents. Gray double A buttered, 269 down five cents. Class three milk futures, August 1722 down six cents. September down 38 cents to 1850. October 1786 down 35 cents. November down 30 cents to 1796. And December sitting at $18 down 23 cents. And the market's trending downward. Through the end of the year, and then after December, it's kind of steady, up a penny, down a penny, holding steady. Um, 
For our long audio today, we're going to be hearing from Kurt Larson, President and CEO of Equity Livestock. I caught up with him at Farm Technology Days, and we talked summer markets and some of the opportunities that Equity Livestock provides for its members. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Cattle markets, Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Sounds like a good place to discuss them. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. I caught up with Kurt Larson, president and CEO of Equity Livestock. We talked about the summer markets, and we talked about some other services through Equity that helps farmers to meet the needs of growing those beef. Trying to predict what the markets are going to do has really been a challenge here the last year. Uh, Obviously, we're seeing a little stronger volume, uh, at least on fed cattle and calves, through the first part of the summer here than we normally see. Um, you know, prices have been real well. I think prices are kind of driving the calf thing at the moment. Um, doesn't look like there's a whole lot of change uh, real soon on that. Uh, looks like there's still pretty strong demand to calves, and I think that'll hold hold the price here uh, for a while yet. It's still pretty strong prices on the fed cattle, too, and I think that's, that's keeping those moving right along as well. Um, really don't know... You know, that's kind of a demand issue at this point, I think. Uh, you know, the exports uh, got a little bit of a reprieve here with the U.S. dollar taking a little step back. So uh, that, that'll that help with our exports demand. So we think, uh, you know, fed cattle will probably stay pretty strong here in the short term. Uh, um, we are seeing quite a few cows yet. I think a lot of that is driven uh, between the milk price being down. I'm talking to a lot of dairy guys that uh, call in a little bit harder. Some of those cows that maybe take a little more resource, a little more time. Uh, just with milk price where they're at, they don't need to keep those around. And then, of course, feed's been a huge concern with the weather here through the first part of the summer. A lot of guys, I think, are starting to uh, to maybe move some feeders a little bit earlier. Their their pastures may be getting down. And we've got some guys that are just concerned about what the winter feed inventory is going to look like and, and maybe moving some cows uh, at some pretty good prices here early in the summer, just afraid we get to the end of the summer and then feeds really tight going into winter we could have a lot of a lot of cows coming to town and i think that could put quite a bit of down pressure on on the cows as we get uh, into the late summer early part of the fall but uh, you know we we could get rain here through the next couple of months and that feed thing could turn around and it may not even be a concern so again a little hard to predict too much of that at this point in the game but uh, that's kind of what we're seeing and uh, and and what we expect at this point well and you roll right into the the weather the weather always seems to be something that we're talking about dry as 1988, dry as 2012. But even if those cows do come through the market, do you have a place where they can all go so they're going to be still needed? There's been pretty good demand uh, for cows, uh, you know, unfortunately, largely on the, the harvest side. So a lot of those cows that are coming in, uh, even though, you know, they would make a good good brood cow, good herd cow for somebody, um, you know, with the feed situation and, and a lot of guys being pretty well stocked right now, a lot of those are going into into the slaughter channel, and uh, which which for us is definitely a concern looking forward because when that cow is not here next year, then there's not a calf here, and then we don't get an opportunity to help market that cow down the road. So, you know, we, we do like to try to keep those those cows in production whenever we can, and and just work uh, work on next year's uh, volumes, if you will. But uh, this year just hasn't quite worked out that way with, uh, you know, where beef price is at and, and what those cows are bringing in the slaughter channel. It's hard to find enough demand on the production side to, to keep all those in production. So. And looking at that marketing, do you feel like you've got enough different buyers in those marketplaces? 
Yes, we do. We've, we've got multiple buyers in all of our markets. Uh, you know, and again, this, this is what I tell people all the time is there's a huge importance if you're thinking about moving any kind of volume of livestock to call in ahead of time and talk to the manager. You know, different the same sale barn doesn't have the same buyers there every day they run. So depending on what you've got, you may get in front of more buyers on a particular day of the week or even a particular week. And definitely, if we know what you've got to move, we've always got some people looking for things. We, we do partner with... Uh, with some folks that, that do what we do, some of the bigger markets outside of Wisconsin, you get down to Ohio or out to Utah or, or even uh, you know Nebraska. We we work with those guys out there, so we know what they're looking for sometimes too. And if you know we can put a, a large volume of something together, we can do a, a private deal, and they don't have to go through the auction. Producers will know what they're going to get for it before they leave the market, or leave the farm, and um, so so definitely call ahead and talk to talk to your your market manager, your field rep, if you've got any kind of volume to move, because. You know, we really want to get you in front of as many buyers as we can, and depending on what you're selling, we can help you figure out the best day, the best market, or maybe even a, a private treaty channel we can go to to really get the best deal. Uh, so, you know, again, really encourage producers to call into the market, talk to the market manager or the field rep about what they've got, and, and we'll help you maximize the value on that. And uh, not always, uh, you know, things aren't always as simple as they seem, so you need to talk to somebody that's got some of the information to help you make better decisions. And I've been in the beef industry for, oh, we won't say how many years, but quite a few years. Is this forward marketing, is that something that's been around a long time, or is it something more new just because of your connections? Uh, I think there's always been some degree of it. Um, you know, for a long time it was a little harder to do because you had to have a bigger volume. Uh, we are able to to combine some things and do some half loads and uh, these days and then you know there just there are more connections the world just with the technology the world's just getting a little smaller so uh, we do have maybe a few more outlets when you start looking outside of our traditional area uh, just people we're connected with and the ability to uh, maybe exchange some pictures or some videos so everybody's happy with uh, with what we're what we're sending what they're receiving uh, we don't have to deal with issues on the back end and and we can get a little more money when we can show a video and they can really see what what they're what they're dealing on and so yeah technology's definitely been a help and uh, you know we continue to try to embrace those kinds of things to to maximize that value for our producers and equity does offer some other services what what's one of the services that you've been seeing kind of more producers taking a hold of so Equity does have a credit corporation subsidiary do some lending, help egg producers uh, with some financing needs. And one of the pro- programs we have is a livestock feeding program uh, where we're able to help producers uh, kind of finance those animals that they're feeding. Um, and, you know, we can help in pretty much any segment of, of that, whether they're taking calves or they're taking medium-sized feeders or, or large feeders or doing the whole deal for that matter. So uh, we've got several producers recently that have really stepped up uh, on that uh, with their cattle feeding because we've been able to help them finance some of that. So, you know, Gary Williams heads up our credit corporation out of our Baraboo office, and, and Gary's happy to have those conversations with producers, what that might look like, what their operation uh, does, where we might help fit in. So, you know, anybody that's... Uh, wanting to take a look at some alternative financing, you know, we're happy to sit down and have that conversation. I'd encourage him to give give Gary a call at our Barry Blue office and, uh, you know, talk a little bit about their program and see uh, whether our livestock feeding program fits or, you know, we do a fair number of uh, real estate transactions too through a uh, Farmer Mac program we have access to. And uh, so that's been uh, a pretty attractive program for a lot of producers to be able to uh, uh, even uh, lock in some longer-term uh, 
financing now that interest rates have ticked up a little bit it may not be quite as attractive as it was when they were on their way up but uh, if the fed does a couple more bumps they may want to take a look at uh, getting locked in and, and there's some shorter term ones too if a five or seven years more appealing than a longer term one uh, at this point in time but definitely a lot of ways we can help producers there as well I, we know a lot of the the local banks and a lot of the bigger banks uh, get a little nervous when it comes to financing livestock and uh, you know we're we're happy to be in that realm and uh, that's that's what we know and our specialty here in agriculture so uh, we're happy to have conversations with producers and see if there's a way we can help them out uh, in that area as well with financing some livestock does that mean that there's some marketing assistance right along with that program well uh, there can be again we we, we don't want to get too much into you know, from the lender side, telling the producer how to run their business. But, um, you know, we're happy to, to help them finance cattle that they're maybe buying somewhere else or selling somewhere else. But, you know, we're certainly happy to, uh, uh, to help them put the whole package together if they want. We, we do have a couple, uh, a couple operations that uh, have came to us for livestock feeding, uh, financing and and we're sourcing most of their feeders for them right now we're financing them our commodities division is helping them uh, with some hedging of some inputs uh, with some grain and some feed and then we're also helping them on the back end uh, you know contracting some of the load lot units coming out of those feed lots as well as helping market some of the sort offs uh, through through some of our local markets so um, it's you know it's a team approach we've got some field reps involved we've got our lending folks involved we've got our commodities folks involved um, then it really works well when, when everybody's on the same team and, and we have a pretty free flow of information. And so the operations that have been doing it have, have had some stellar results here over the last few months, the last year, year and a half, whatever it's been. And um, so they're, they're, they're really happy with where they're at and what they're seeing. And, uh, you know, we'd really like to be able to bring those services to some other producers and let them uh, reap some of those benefits as well. I always find it interesting, more stuff I learn about equity livestock and the connections they're making to really support the farmers and, you know, support the whole industry. We need to move on to our markets, and we'll be hearing from Rocky shortly after we do a few more chores. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And just as promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line, and his segment's going to be sponsored by Chili Implement. So, Rocky, a little bit warm over there yesterday. Yeah, we are pretty fortunate. It seemed like kind of not really till the late afternoon it really kicked in. But, uh, yeah, it's a little going to be a little warmer today, no doubt about it. So It's a good idea to take care of those cattle early. Yep, you bet you get them hauled in early. So All right. We'll have the fans running and the water is full. So. All right. Well, let's hear about those markets. Uh, thank you, Jill. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's special dairy heifer auction shaped up here. Sold 225 head of dairy heifers on a steady market. Most of the open heifers trading from a dollar ten to a dollar fifty per pound. Holstein shortbred heifers twelve fifty to sixteen fifty. We had a light test on the springing heifers, but we sold them up to nineteen hundred. Today, Wednesday, we got our hay auction at nine thirty. Dairy cattle auction at eleven. Uh, we do have two complete herd dispersals today. Both of them herds being tied. Tie stall herds, we have a 60-cow Holstein tie stall herd, 77-pound average, 130-cell count, lots of cows, 90 to 120 pounds, 60 years of AI breeding in that herd. That's coming from the Bray family uh, right out of Greenwood. Nice herd of cows there. Herd number two, we got 42 Holsteins, uh, going to be 70-pound average. Uh, they're coming right out of Loyal. Uh, several other groups of uh, top fresh cows, including a top load of registered Holstein cows. There's even two brown sweet 
Swiss registered cows in that load. Full details on the website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. This Friday's our large farm machinery auction. We're going to have three rings all day. Uh, we're going to have one offline ring, two online rings. We get started at 9 o'clock in the morning. We'll have food on site all day. Uh, if you guys are looking, wondering what the sale order, the sale order is now set. If you go to our website, uh, you look at ring one, make sure you're looking at ring two also. That will be the order of each ring selling. Uh, you can uh, take a look. Uh, online bidding is now available for pre-bid, so make sure you get registered for equipment facts if you're not coming directly to the sale and you're bidding online. Uh, if you guys want to come inspect equipment, uh, drive equipment uh, this week here before the sale, we encourage that, guys. Make sure you know what you're buying. Uh, also, like I said, get your bidder's number when you come in to do that to avoid the crowds. Uh, questions, uh, give us a call here, 715-229-2500. And that is the way things shaped up, Jill. Yeah, good advice. Water for cattle, water for your dog, water for your cats, water for your people. That's right. That's right. All right. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. And that was Rocky Olson from... Uh, Premier Livestock in Withy. We need to do a few more chores, and then we'll be getting to our weather. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time for our weather from Mike Dandria, TV 13. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. How we doing? I am cooler now than I was a little while ago. Uh, same. I just came in from the sauna. I mean, the patio. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what it feels like outside. And, you know, just for fun this morning, I looked up the temperature in Hell, Michigan, uh, and it was 62 degrees. Right now in Eau Claire, we're at 80. So I think you can kind of get the joke that uh, what I'm getting at here. Right, Jill? It's, uh, yeah, it's hot here. <laughs> yeah. yes. It's just hot. I just, I, I'm a little fried. I slept, yes. a, slept in the basement. You know, when you come upstairs mm-hmm. and you can feel where it gets hot. Oh, yeah. Then it's hot. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was uh, It's a very hot morning overall. But, uh, yeah, we're. this is just the precursor to a very hot day overall. Mostly sunny, getting in the upper 90s. Heat index likely creeping at least, of course, into the triple digits, but possibly above 110. Now, tonight, this is where we'll have some patchy fog developing later on through the overnight as lows dip to the low 70s. So a little bit cooler tonight than we're starting off this morning. Otherwise, starting off tomorrow with some areas of fog, but then more sunshine. Winds start to take on a bit more of a northerly flow, keeping us on the cooler side with some upper 80s for our highs. Friday does bring a chance at a few showers and storms, but otherwise, temperatures in the mid-80s, still some humidity. But then Saturday, Sunday, feeling a lot more comfortable, mid to upper 70s for our highs. And those seasonable temperatures, right around 80 degrees, takes us into the start of next week as we stay dry with a good bit of sunshine. We also have those excessive heat warnings in effect until tonight at 10 o'clock, something to keep in mind. And again, the temperature in Eau Claire, 80 degrees right now. Yeah, it's not very often you wake up and it's 80 degrees. No, and the dew point of 77 degrees makes it feel like South Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that I'd want to be in South Florida now either. So Yeah, I told my wife if we were going to snowbird, we're going to do it in Arizona because they don't have all the humidity. You know, the heat I can manage, the humidity, to sound very cliche, can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know... We are in Wisconsin. Just wait a few minutes. Exactly. That's what my mom used to say. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Mike, for that update. And it's going to be hot. Keep your animals watered out there and your people watered. You bet. Have a good one, Joe. (laughs) You as well.
And that was Mike Dandrea from TV 13. And that's our Skyworn weather, Skyworn 13 weather. And uh, we need to get to our ProVision Partners program because I couldn't sneak it in earlier. So we're going to do it right now. I talked to Mike Campstra about energy. It's a Wednesday morning and it's time for our ProVision Partners program. I've got Mike Campstra, Certified Energy Relationship Manager. What does that mean? It's basically just like a glorified sales title. In addition to doing sales, I also do a lot of service work, and I work with customers on planning and kind of uh, doing a little consulting. So not really your traditional sales guy, more or less an advisor that you can work with and help uh, plan your needs uh, for the future. So we're talking about planning ahead, so you must have all the insights on those energy markets. What's happening out there? (laughs) I think uh, understanding the energy markets lately is a tricky business, but I bet that, uh, you know, the the focus lately has been on China and uh, what's happening over in China. The Chinese economic current situation is not very particularly good, uh, so they're kind of teetering on the verge of a recession, certainly in their manufacturing sector. So I think as you look at that, that's had a major impact on energy demand and energy prices and we've seen those soften somewhat lately and they're kind of bouncing back and forth here you know you see off-road prices hovering just over 350 a gallon and you're seeing you know on-road prices just over four dollars a gallon right now i would expect to see some softening after harvest but supply is going to be very tight for the months of september october and november so I guess from a prediction standpoint, I'd watch the next three months, and I expect that it's going to be pretty volatile. Supply could be very short, very tight. We'll be well positioned to take care of everybody, but just keep that in mind that that could have an impact on pricing uh, this fall. Once we get through that, I think after November, particularly if we have another round of interest rate hikes, we could see some real softening after that. So good opportunity to contract after harvest is done for fuel. We are here in August. Is it too late to look to contracting some for our fall harvest? No, it's it's not too late. Um, the question I would ask is, does it pay right now? It changes day by day. There are opportunities within this, uh, within this market to book at advantageous prices, particularly if you're booking now and you feel like the supply tightness is going to impact pricing this fall. That, you know, the energy markets will choose what they want to focus on from day to day or week to week. And so when they decide to focus on that supply tightness, when that that becomes center, then I expect the energy markets will go up. Right now they're focusing on weak Chinese demand and weak manufacturing sector data coming out of China. So that's kind of what's driving the markets. So uh, in any given day, that could shift. And then we could see, you know, today's contract prices be real value. There is contracting opportunity available. And maybe you want to look at booking half or a third of your needs. You don't necessarily have to book all of it, but you could buy some coverage just in case things get tight. Looking ahead to harvest and fuel prices, but we need to keep our houses warm too. What about that propane that's out there? Yeah, so propane prices have been particularly good this summer. I think they've been a lot lower than we saw last year. Inventories are very good. Um, we're we're sitting at uh, you know five to ten year highs for inventory. We continue to have inventory build. So what does that mean for the average consumer? I think you know we're going to see 
propane prices start to go up now because we are getting into the colder months coming ahead, you know, and corn drying and, you know, higher demand periods. So um, if you haven't contracted yet, now's a good time to get something booked for the uh, winter. If you look at contracting overall, about six or seven times out of ten contracting is going to be a benefit to you. So the odds are in your favor if you book versus you ride the markets and, you know, end up having to take a fill in January or February, that's almost always going to be higher than it is this time of year. So I think there's a good good option for folks who want to contract. And then seven times, eight times out of ten, contracting is a good option. But if you, you know, aside from that, you know, getting a summer fill, getting everything topped off right now, um, that certainly would be a good idea as well because prices are fairly, you know, affordable right now. My advice would be don't wait. If you're waiting on better pricing, this is probably the best pricing we'll see. So this is a good time to fill up. That's our ProVision Partners program for this Wednesday morning with Mike Kampstra, Certified Energy Relationship Manager. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Morgan is in the house, and it's time to hear from her about the local news. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. With your Cow Country headlines, I'm Morgan McCarthy. Much of the central U.S., including Wisconsin, is dealing with an extremely dangerous heat dome, as forecasters say. High temperatures on Wednesday could surpass 100 degrees in some areas from the Midwest to the Gulf Coast. Meanwhile, major cities under extreme heat alerts this week include Dallas, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, Louisville, and Nashville. This, of course, as we're expecting hot temps to stretch across our state as well. In other headlines, Stephen Avery's latest request for a new trial has been denied. A Sheboygan County Judge Angela Sukevich has denied Stephen Avery's latest motion for a new trial for the murder of Teresa Halbach. Avery's behind bars serving a life sentence for the 2005 murder of Halbach. Avery's nephew, Brendan Dassey, was also found guilty. Avery's latest motion claimed there's another suspect who's actually responsible for the murder of Halbach. Judge Sukevich wrote a 31-page decision denying that motion and denied his request for a new trial. I'm John DeMaster. A locally highway double S in the Barron area will now officially be Emily Breedenbach and Officer Hunter Shield Highway. As Barron County leaders yesterday named the portion of the highway between Shatek and Cameron for the two officers who were gunned down during a traffic stop in April. Yesterday, police chiefs from both communities helped unveil the sign that they say will serve as a forever marker that remembers Breedenbach and Shield's sacrifice. You can see more of that online at the stop715newsroom.com. As we look to other headlines, Eau Claire County is now getting $2.5 million in opioid settlement money. Now the question is how to spend it. The county's Department of Human Services says there's a community survey that they're looking to get feedback from you about what the county should do with that money. And more information online, you can always find that, of course, at 715newsroom.com. Meanwhile, backpacks, number two pencils, and almost back to school time. And now Eau Claire is looking at how to get more students enrolled. They're looking at taking away some of the barriers that some families have to get kids to school. And there are Choices online for kids that can attend virtually and not be counted as absent as well, as they're looking for a 95% attendance rate this year. And of course, it's a hot one ahead of that back to school preparation as well. Be sure if you do have to be outside today, plenty of water, breaks when you can. And you could run to the kitchen for a glass of water, but a new study says we might not be doing that. Realtors will tell you kitchens sell a home, but a new study by Fresh Express, the salad people, says one in four Americans never set foot in their own kitchens. Those polled say cooking is hard with too many steps and it's just easier to order takeaway. Hmm. 
I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Well, the kitchen, that's where the milk is in the fridge. Can't get the milk until the chores are done, though, right? You know that all too well as we head back to the barn on a steamy morning start with Jill Wilkie and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax. 104.104.4. I find that kind of interesting that people just don't want to cook. I love to cook, and I just don't do it very often because I don't have anybody to cook for. I guess I did on Sunday, but... We're going to take just one quick look at some farm news and talk about Wisconsin corn condition. It was 55% good to excellent this last week, and that is equal to the week before. 95% of the crop was silking as of Sunday, and 64% of the corn has reached the dough stage, three days ahead of last year and two days ahead of the five-year average. Soybean condition jumped up 4% to 56% good to excellent this week. And as of Sunday, 94% of the soybean crop was blooming, and 80% was setting pods, just behind last year and the five-year average. 68% of the oats for grain has been harvested. 95% of the winter wheat has been harvested five days ahead of last year. Oh, I lost my spot. And 18% of the potato crop has been harvested. All hay condition was 50% good to excellent across the state last week. Third crop alfalfa was 88% complete, 11 days ahead of the five-year average. average, And fourth cutting of alfalfa was 26% complete. Topsoil moisture condition was rated 8% very short, 32% short, and 59% adequate with only 1% surplus. We need to get through a few more chores, and then we'll be going to our market. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're 11 minutes before 6 o'clock. It is 80 degrees out there already this morning. It feels like 86. So, but we got to get our chores done. We need to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and efforts dollar fifty to a dollar eighty. Choice dairy cross steers and efforts dollar fifty to a dollar seventy six. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar sixty to a dollar sixty eight with a top of a dollar seventy. Choice Holstein steers dollar forty five to a dollar fifty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar forty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from ninety five to a dollar fifteen with a top of a dollar twenty four. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy to ninety four. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty nine and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.10 to $1.40. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.09 and down. Call bulls sold from $1 to $1.25. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $200 to $330 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $275 to $605 per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, August 25th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. And we're going to keep rolling with our markets and head to Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. Is it warm enough for you up there? Well, Jill, good morning to you. Uh, compared to the temperature you've been reporting, uh, we were just in the deep freeze here. We're only like uh, 64, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm, definitely. Yeah, it is. No, no seriously, it's uh, it's going to be a very hot day, so we'll uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. But uh, as long as we're at it here, we'll recap the market from the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford. If that's okay with you, we'll go ahead and do that. Perfect. 
Thank you, Jill, and a very good morning to everyone. Summary from yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. First of all, we'll start out with the organic market. And folks, do keep in mind, we do sell organic market cattle every Tuesday here in Stratford. Uh, this, of course, in- includes cows, bulls, etc. So anyway, yesterday on the higher-yielding organic cows, they are selling from 150 to 169, lower-yielding organic cows, 145 and below. On the organic market bulls, 160 to 166. And now we'll get back to the more conventional-type market cows in yesterday's auction. Higher-yielding Holstein cows yesterday selling from 96 to 115. Uh, extreme top so far on the cow market this week. That was on 128. That was on Monday. Most of the cows on uh, yesterday's sell sold between 78 and 96. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 75. On the uh, bull trade, your better quality bulls this week, mostly from uh, uh, 112 to 120. Lighter bulls, uh, 107 and below. Calf market so far, better quality Holstein bull calves, 150 to 350, topping at 360 on Monday. Uh, good quality beef calves continue to be very, very strong, 300 to 600, also a top of 625 on Monday's auction. And we get started this morning here, early this morning, on market cattle. We'll sell conventional market-type cattle today. Uh, most of our fed cattle also sold this morning. Sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves about um, around the uh, 11.30 hour. 12.30 will be the feeder cattle sale today. And we do have some nice cattle for the feeder sale today. So a lot of lighter weight, uh, uh, 350 to 550 weight uh, cattle today. And several consignments of black Angus cattle. So... Again, that will be at 12.30 today. And folks, do just keep in mind, uh, if you're marketing cattle today, try to get them on the road as early as you can before it gets real warm, and we'll take care of them for you. got water and everything at the barn here today, so it's, uh, uh, again, and also just a note on the calves, uh, really, you know, if you look at it, uh, heat stress is a lot worse on the calves sometimes than the real cold weather. So if you're selling calves today and tomorrow, make sure they're good and strong because uh, buyers are going to have to be very, very selective because this heat stress on those little calves is... It's very difficult. So anyway, uh, just a note there. And also, we invite you folks to take a look at our website, Equity Co-op Cook on the Stratford page. We've got special sales coming up here at the, in fact, one week from today, special feeder cattle sale. Uh, uh, we do have a complete herd for a dairy sale in September. So take a look at that. And, uh, again, I guess that's all we have this morning, Joe. But, again, folks, do use common sense today. And uh, um, I guess my best advice is just bring them early, and we'll get them processed for you. But, uh Today and tomorrow are not going to be a real lot of fun, are they? They are not. And, no. you know, the only consolation about that is we can just think about uh, this is July. Just think what the temperatures are going to be five months from now. Yeah, well, we're already in August, so you must be behind already. <laughs> well, I usually am. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jill, you enjoy the day, and uh, I suppose you'll be over at the fair today again, too? or No, I'm heading to La Crosse. I'm oh, going okay. to a... Trade policy school. Oh, okay. Learn about trade for agriculture, and then I get to do a tour of the Lock and Dam. Oh, that'll be interesting. And I think the market animal sale at the fair in Marshall is tonight, too, isn't it? Tonight at 6.30. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Joe, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. You will stay as cool as possible. Always. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. And as he mentioned... The auction for Marshfield for the Central Wisconsin State Fair kiddos that is uh, <laughs> tonight at six thirty, and at the top of the hour I talked about Dennis Bangart. He's the Ag Loan Officer with Ag Country, and he is battling leukemia. He has three littles that uh, he takes care of an awful lot, and they are working to uh, get that leukemia under control. And tonight's sale. 
They're going to be auctioning off a market hog to help out with uh, expenses that they're occurring, that are uh, <laughs> incurred during this family's journey. So uh, shout out to the auction committee over there in Marshfield to step up and do something good for Dennis. He's given a lot back. He's shown at the open show, junior shows, very active in the county, and so ag-related. We need to get a few more chores done. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're going to take one more look at our markets. Chicago Board of Trade, December corn, 482, up 2.5 cents. December oats, 460, down a nickel. November soybeans, 1337, down 8 cents. And December wheat, 628, up a penny. And our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chiffle Falls and Connersville locations, corns at 484 with soybeans at 1288. Golden Plump in Arcadia, 518 for the corn. Baldwin, 554, <laughs> excuse me, 454 for the corn and 1287 for the beans. Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, all 454 for the corn and 1287 for beans. Fall Creek, 444 for corn and 1277 for beans. Osseo, 469 and 1287. Elk Mound, 481 and 1292. Sparta, 475 and 1362. Ellsworth, 434 and 1272. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 494 for corn and 1298 for beans. Arcadia, 499 and 31315. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville, 508. Stanley, 504. And New Richmond, 489. And our cheese markets, barrels, 181 and a quarter, up three quarters. 40 pound blocks, 194 and three quarters, down six cents. Gray double A butter, 269, down a nickel. Class three milk futures, August. 1722 down six cents. September 1850 down 38 cents. October 1786 down 35 cents. And that market is trending downward through the end of the year. We're going to take one last look at our weather. Today, high of 98, hot and humid. Tonight, sound just down to 71. Tomorrow, 88 and humid. Tomorrow night, 65. Friday, 85 and humid. Saturday, 76. Sunday, 79, Monday, eight, and Tuesday, 82. So we'll be getting a little bit of relief from this heat. Remember to take care of those. Take care of yourself. Lots of water. Take care of your pets. Make sure they have access to water and shade. We've got one more uh, chore to do, and then we'll be calling it a day for the Farm Show here on Wax 104.5. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.